Friday, everybody. Welcome into the WTOC End Zone podcast. Jake Wallace, Lindsey Goff coming to you on this final four Friday in the state of Georgia. Lindsey, we've got five Southeast Georgia teams left playing and a win tonight. And you're in Atlanta. You're in the state championship game. It is an exciting Friday night. And we're, we're recording this on Friday morning and I'm already ready for it. It's going to be cold. It's going to feel like football weather is going to be great. I came to Georgia to get away from this, quote, football weather. <laughs> but it's always a good sign if you're uh, playing still and it's cold in South Georgia. Um, yeah, you mentioned one win away from Atlanta, two wins away from a state championship. Um, just a really, really, really fun time of the year for the teams that are left. And luckily we've got a handful. Yeah, I don't, you know, I'll have to go back and and do some of the research. And I I can't remember a season since I've been in Savannah that we've had this many still going forward. And, And listen, you know, we've got three that are in our direct market area. And then we've got Pierce County and Coffee, which are kind of on the fringes of our area, but we, we still are going to claim them at this point as, as a South Georgia team. And I think the really cool thing about who we have left is we have some teams like, like Metter who haven't been to this point since, since 2002, it's been a while for Calvary 2014 since they've been in the semis. And then we've got some other teams. I mean, this is for, for Pierce County, their second Final Four in the last three years. Benedictine, it's the first time since 2016, but we know the tradition of the cadets. And then Coffee was just in a state championship game in 2017. So a nice little mix of teams that are, you know, I don't want to say expected to be here, but have been here recently and some other teams that um, it, it's been a little while since they've been here. And I think that always makes – uh, this time of year, a lot more fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's one thing to be there year in and year out, but I think when you haven't had a taste of that state championship, um, certainly makes you want it a little bit more. Yeah, and so it's going to be a uh, a really fun Friday night. We've got some games at home. We've got some games out of the area, but I think the game here in Savannah that everybody's really looking forward to is going to be over at Memorial Stadium as Benedictine hosts the Jefferson Dragons, the number two team in class 4A, 11-0, a top five showdown between uh, these two teams and one that I think is going to be an absolute barn burner. Um, Lindsay, doing some research into Jefferson and, and one thing you figure out really, really quickly the Dragons are going to run the ball, and they're going to do it a lot. They've thrown right around 50 passes total this season. Uh, when they do complete them, they, a lot of them have gone for touchdowns. Uh, but this team's going to run the ball, and they've got a guy in Malachi Starks who um, is going to play quarterback, but he leads the team in rushing yards, over 1,000 rushing yards, 17 touchdowns in 2020. Um, you know what they're going to get out of their offense, and that means they do it really well. Yeah, uh, I was talking to head coach Danny Britt at Trent Broadnax's signing on, what day was that, Wednesday. Uh, He was saying that they run a triple option, and his team hasn't really seen that at all. So that was something they really had to work on 
breaking down throughout the week. Um, it's going to be a challenge for that BC defense that has given up some points in the playoffs. Um, but BC's offense has really come alive in the playoffs, scoring 40 plus in all three playoff games. So I could see this score uh, getting up there, lighting up the scoreboard tonight. Yeah. I mean, the, the Benedictine offense, we talked about the explosiveness. I feel like we say it every week because we probably do. But I think the thing that, that really stood out to me last week is just how any different, it can be somebody's week any week, right? Like they have so many weapons that it can be somebody that just takes over a game one week and then the next week it's somebody else. So, you know, LaShawn Brooks goes for, I think, a buck 47 and two touchdowns last week on the ground. And, and Trent Brodnax had a great game as well, but it, Brooks really kind of made that offense go last week against Riverdale. They're playing a team in Jefferson that's been dominant defensively this season. They've allowed less than 100 points at 91. They've shut out four of their last six opponents. I don't think that's going to happen against Benedictine. I don't think you can shut down this cadet offense completely, but this might be a game where BC is going to have to win scoring 28, 31, maybe not getting to 45 and just, you know, running the scoreboard up. Can they score 30, 28, 30 points and hold that Jefferson attack to less than that? That's going to be, I think, the key in this game is how does this BC defensive line and this, this front seven for the cadet defense, which has been good. I mean, they, they played really well last week against Riverdale. I saw that game. Riverdale really couldn't get anything going against that BC front. Can they do it again and at least contain this lethal rushing game that Jefferson's going to bring to Savannah? Yep. So I was at uh, BC on Wednesday, like I mentioned, for signing day in Trent Broadnax, but I caught up with head coach Danny Britt uh, while I was there to preview this matchup. Two wins away from a state championship, one away from Atlanta. What's kind of the outlook for the team this Yeah, everybody's obviously excited. Uh, you know, getting to this point is is special, and they understand that, and 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 we keep reminding them of that. I think when you're when you're working with with young people, it's important to we all, we're going to be really focused on trying to win, but you also have to help them real, realize where they're at and how special it is. What, what kind of challenge did it present for you guys for Atlanta? Well, Jefferson is a very good program, has been for a long time. They're a city school in Atlanta with a lot of resources. Um, they run the triple option, the old school triple option, which my guys have never even seen. And so we had to first show them film, explain to them what was happening and, you know, really, really working hard on trying to be able to defend that. Um, the only game here in Savannah, the only game here in town. Right. Is that add any advantage to you guys? Maybe a little extra crowd? I think there'll be more crowd. It won't be as big as it has been in the past because of COVID, obviously. But um, but it, it'll be a big enough crowd. It'll be a lot of excitement. And, and, and you know, I know the boys are really excited. It's the only game in Savannah tonight as BC hosts Jefferson Winner, a trip to Atlanta. Jake Wallace is going to be at that one for us. So definitely, or actually, no, I'm going to be at that one. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. I'm going to be at that game. But we could go on to the game that Jake is going to be at up in Metter. Yeah, one, one thing before we get there, if there's somebody that knows how to defend a triple option and has done it before, how about former Georgia Southern defensive standout Danny Britt? 
so that it'll be interesting to see the BC defense try to shut down this Jefferson attack tonight. Let's go over to Metter where everything is better. And we've got a showdown in Class A public. The number one team in the state in, the, in those rankings, the Metter Tigers, 13-0, and hosting 10-3 and Irwin County, the number five team in the Class A public polls. Oh, and by the way, they're the defending state champs. Lindsay, for, for Metter, this is a big deal. It's the first time since 2002 that the Tigers have been to this point looking to get to their first state championship game in program history, potentially win their first state championship in program history. We've talked a whole lot about the defense and just how good they've been. They're allowing less than five points a game. They shut it. They showed us again last week just how good they can be. But this is an Irwin County team coming out of that that region of death, region two that we that we talk about. They're the only. There's three semifinalists out of that region left in Class A public. Irwin's won 10 of 11 after starting the season 0-2. They've lost two of their three games to other semifinalists in the state playoffs. And this team's coming in with a world of confidence. They've done this before. They've gotten to the state championship numerous times in the last five, six years. This is really going to be a test for Metter to play a team as distinguished as Irwin County that knows what it's like in these moments. They know what it's like to be on the big stage in Atlanta. How does Metter handle that against a really talented team from Osceola? Yeah, and Metter is just going to be electric tonight. I was there last week um, in the jungle. I mean, it was it was a great atmosphere. The people in Metter are really, really, really excited about this team, and they should be. Uh, they're fun to watch. Um, you know, nose to the ground, hard-nosed football, and I think it's going to be really fun tonight. But you mentioned Irwin County is a good team. They've been there before. Uh, obviously, they got off to a rough start and were able to turn it around, uh, whereas this is all new for the Metter program. Uh, these kids haven't been in this position before. But I think that uh, they're heading into it really focused. And, um, I mean, they're a good team. So I think really anything could happen in Metter tonight. Yeah, we'll go with this. Metter went to the quarterfinals last year. So, you know, it's just one extra week. And, and we say the stage gets bigger, and it does. And, and Irwin, as we mentioned, Irwin County is going to come in here, and, and this is nothing new for the Indians. But I'll say this. Rodney Garvin's team – has met the moment every week so far this season. They've gone to 6A schools. They've gone to, they've really punched up early in the season and met the moment then. Opening week of the state, state playoffs, they're down two touchdowns to Mitchell County midway through the second quarter and things look bleak. They met the moment again. So, I think that's something that Metter is going to have on their side is knowing that we've been able to do this every week. And so that's going to have a lot of confidence on the Tiger side as well. And I think that's something we're going to see really, really early is I, I think this Metter team probably feels a little doubted, even as the number one team in the state, even as at 13 and 0, there's three teams left out of this super region over in, in Southwest Georgia with Irwin, Clinch, and Brooks County. 
And I saw, you know, something in Georgia high school football daily. That's a newsletter that, that we, a lot of us read every day and I read it every day. And they had the, the odds of, of who's going to win the state championship. Metter was third out of four teams, the ranked number one, they were the third ranked team in terms of odds to win a state championship. I wonder just how much that's going to motivate Metter to come out tonight that even despite what they've done this season, there's still a lot of doubt from the rest of the state that maybe there's not really the best team in the state. I, I, Rodney Garvin and the Tigers, they may not talk about that a whole lot, but I'm sure that they've, it's been kind of plugged into their brain that there's a lot of people around the state that are doubting them. In terms of this Irwin County team, it's a little different um, in how they attack. They were very run heavy under the late Buddy Nobles. Um, Casey Soliday has taken over. He was their interim coach last year in Soliday. They've gone a little bit more to a balanced attack, but senior running back Cam Ward, Metter's going to have to slow him down tonight. Over 1,000 rushing yards this season, 15 touchdowns for the senior from Osceola. So really looking forward to that one at the jungle tonight. I'll be there, and uh, I think it's going to be a great matchup, and it's another chance. I feel like we say this every week, too. It's another chance for Metter to prove it. And if they can do so tonight, they're in Atlanta for the first time in program history. Yeah, definitely an exciting one to look out for tonight on the News at 11. Yeah. So the final game we'll touch on tonight, Calvary Day, headed up to Trinity Christian to take on the Lions in Sharpsburg, Calvary, 9-4, and four, unranked in Class A private. The Lions, 11-2, and two, number seven in the Class A private rankings. And uh, going back to, to what they said at, at Georgia High School Football Daily, a, a, just a great newsletter. If you're a Georgia high school football fan, you need to be reading it every morning. But they mentioned that Trinity Christian's a team that's been playing so much better over the last two months. And I feel like you could put Calvary in that category as well, especially as they've gotten healthy on that front line. The Cavaliers have really been tough to stop. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think that they've gained a lot of confidence, too. They had a rough start, um, but they've really gotten it together uh, late in the season and put the pieces together and they've gained confidence and kind of snuck up into uh, a playoff run that a lot of people didn't anticipate. Yeah, and they're, they're doing it behind that big offensive line that, as we mentioned, is is healthier than they were middle of the season. And they're doing it behind Army signee Greg Daniel, who's over 1,600 rushing yards for the season. He's got 14 touchdowns in 2020. And we saw it last weekend, last week against George Walton. When Daniel gets going, that play-action pass comes into play, and, and that's what happened last week. That was the death blow for, for the Cavaliers. Play-action over the top, wide open, wide receiver, touchdown, two-score game. Let's go to the Final Four. The Cavs have won five straight. One of those was by forfeit. And they're going to take on a Trinity Christian team that's now won seven straight and pulled the upset last week at Fellowship Christian to get to this spot. David Dallas is the quarterback. He's been tremendous in the state playoffs, the son of the coach. 711 passing yards in the Lions playoff run so far. Um this is going to be interesting. I'm really looking forward to see what Calvary can do against a team that's playing their best football right now. Which Calvary having good quarterback play of their own, Jake Merklinger has been excellent, especially for a freshman. And uh, regardless of what happens tonight, he's going to be a valuable weapon 
for Calvary moving forward with the experience he's gotten this year as a freshman. I mean, by the time he's a senior, that's going to be dangerous. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Calvary can do tonight. Can they get back to the state state championship when I don't want to say they were just kind of forgotten, but you know, I don't think many folks, not even in the state, but in Savannah considered Calvary a team that might be there. Here they are one win away um, from being able to get to a state championship. So we've got coffee at Cartersville tonight. Pierce County's at home. They're taking on Chris County as well. Those are the five games we've got tonight. And Lindsay will have highlights and scores from all around the state coming up tonight on the news at 11. Yep, absolutely. Hope you guys tune in with us and um, we'll be bringing it to you. Yep. One win separates five area teams from going to Atlanta and playing for a state championship. We'll bring you all the action tonight on the news at 11 for Lindsay. I'm Jake. Thanks for listening everybody. We'll, t- we'll see you tonight on the news and we'll talk to you. Again soon.